Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. Second Peter 1, 3-4 Partakers of Divine Nature His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Peter has just given welcome and greeting to this church, a local gathering of believers, we don't know where it's at, but it seems to be a interesting mix, uh, primarily of Gentiles, but there probably would have been some Jews a part of their uh, community as well. Uh, all of that really didn't matter because there was no Gentile or Jew within uh, the family of Jesus. Uh, they're all in one standing. Uh, immediately, Peter jumps into uh, the provision that God has given us. He's given us all things that we might need for life and godliness. Uh, he's the source of everything uh, that we will uh, need to continue to grow in our faith. Again, he highlights this word of knowledge through this knowledge of him. Uh, the knowledge is this experiential day by day growing in relational capacity with the Lord. He's the one who called us, and the calling, uh, yes, is to service, but to his own glory and excellence. Uh, the language here is elevatory. Uh, I don't know if that's even a word. Uh, it elevates us to a higher standing in our calling. Uh, this has been granted to us by his very promises. And the long-term outcome of this is that we're going to become partakers uh, of the divine nature. Obviously, we don't become divine. Uh, only God is God. Uh, he is separate outside of creation. And as uh, members and aspects of that creation, he's separate from us. But there's something of the divine nature that becomes ours. There's a glorification that we're told in other parts of Scripture that happens in our own lives as more and more of Jesus takes over us. And that final day when we cross over, uh, we will be partakers of that divine nature. The divine provision is there for us for life and godliness now, to operate it and to walk in it. Um, that we can escape the corruption that Peter mentions here of being in a world full of sinful desires and things that are moving away from God. The so what of Peter's declaration here is to remind us that we've been loaded up with all kinds of divine provision. Out of the overflow of the precious and great promises of God, we have all things that pertain to life and godliness. Uh, there's nothing missing. Uh, the now what is that exhortation to press in. Uh, I hear in Peter's words, come on, Chuck, don't live on a lower level. Live on a higher level because you have this whole provision of God for you. Uh, Moffat, who is a biblical commentator, uh, says this, uh, 
Uh, quote, the Christian life must not be an initial spasm followed by a chronic inertia, unquote. Oh, I like that. Uh, we easily become shipwrecked in our faith. Uh, but even worse than that is a chronic inertia, kind of a numbing of our souls to the provision that God has given us. Uh, so coming to Christ is not an initial spasm of conversion followed by just mundane living, but it's taking hold of all that God has given us to, uh, that pertains to life and godliness. And so, Lord, today, once again, we give thanksgiving and we acknowledge uh, what you have made available to us. Uh, you not only saved us from, but you're saving us to an incredible glorification. And today we take hold of all that provision, choosing to uh, not agree with the, the lower way, but taking your higher way uh, to live out your glory and your excellence, a reflection of all that you are in this world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.